Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, three, two, one, boom. Okay, Nico. I, you might, you might think I'm crazy, right? But I don't know anything about soccer. Okay, I'm Cuban. Hmm. We adapted to soccer uh, a little late, but bro, I always get attracted to soccer during the World Cup for some crazy reason. It's at the World Cup, right? I saw this video, which I'm sure you've now seen a million times, of you calling the, the Moroccan game in Spanish. And I said to myself, this guy, obviously then I saw who Pops was and then Pops is on his is on a different level, right? But I go, this guy has to be the greatest soccer announcer of all time, dude. <laughs> you, what you did there, I know you, and I saw a couple of interviews before where you kind of said you got in the moment and stuff like that, dude. How awesome is that to, for you to look at that and be like, oh my God, that even came out of my mouth. And the fact <laughs> that it is amazing, dude. Are you aware that you're going to be the greatest of all time doing that? Or is it was just like a, a thing that you're like, yeah, that's just me, I'm normal with that. So funny enough, my mom, when she, when she picked me up from the airport, um, literally a couple of days ago, fresh off the plane from Qatar, she had mentioned that one of her friends told her they just saw the Elvis movie. And that moment where Elvis goes into the church and he kind of gets possessed by the music. Yeah. That's that's a little bit what I feel when the mic, when I have a mic in my hand and and those moments happen. Um I I kind of you know it's like it's like a surfer catching a wave. I I, I don't know if I, I don't surf, but I imagine you see the, that huge wave and the surfers, they go for it. And it's it's in the moment, it's something that they feel and they ride the wave. And and when it was happening, as you were getting closer to the final whistle, I, I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling that history is being made. I'm feeling that this is, this has got to be big. And and all the lessons that I've learned in broadcasting, where you know, as you're getting closer to the 90th minute, you gotta heighten the intensity of of your voice, of your rhythms, of the broadcast in general, and it's. And and you gotta make it your own moment, and especially for radio, where the person that's listening to you doesn't have images. You need to be descriptive, or at least, you know, take it to the level where you gotta you gotta make them see what you're seeing. And 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 I just I I kind of I would it's like I wanted to be on the field. I felt that I needed to project the the religious aspect of it because the final whistle came and those players were 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 kneeling down they were praying and and i wanted to portray that and and i also thought i needed to show the 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 history aspect of it the achievement that they were that they were putting together it was something that has never happened before in the history of the sport so 
I wanted to be at that level. Dude, you mentioned broadcasting school. What can you learn in broadcasting school that you can't learn from your dad? Like, what's what's the difference? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, after college, I um, I worked six months at my dad's radio company, Football de Primera, before I started getting into television. Um, and those six months were invaluable. Um, funny enough, there's a lot of journalists and broadcasters that I don't think study broadcasting because not, not to discredit education because my education was incredible. I, I, I learned a lot in, in college. Um, Where'd you go to college? I went to college at NYU, um, in New York. Then I went to the broadcasting, the journalism school there, studied broadcast journalism. And I also uh, had another degree in uh, romance languages, which is uh, half Spanish, half French. Um, so it, the, my, my education was also, it was a great education. It was, I learned so much there. But with journalism and with broadcasters, nothing like practice. I think school gave me the building blocks to then go out into the real world and grow on top of that. But what I learned in those six months of broadcast with at my dad's radio company, where I was on the air on the daily show, discussing and analyzing soccer for for six months before I took a TV job, you know what I that was like my my last course that I needed to pass before I was uh, thrown into the deep end of the pool to swim with the sharks uh, on on national TV. Brother, okay, let me let me go to Spanish now. La clase esa que tú tomaste de, de los idiomas y eso y lo otro, ¿verdad? Porque cuando yo te estoy escuchando a ti, yo dije, este tipo tiene un dominaje, si se dice así, un dominio del idioma increíble. Tú estás ahí, ay, bla, 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 bla. oye, saliendo todo con una frecuencia increíble. Tú piensas que, que yo no sé si el inglés tuyo está cerca del español o el español está cerca del inglés, etcétera, etcétera. Pero ese... Eh, ese talento, brother, ¿lo aprendiste porque estudiaste los idiomas o es algo que tú tienes, tienes adentro? Mira, a mí me gusta hablar, es difícil porque creciendo en Miami eh, hablas, uno tiene que aprender a hablar los dos idiomas y con mis amigos eh, hablamos en, en ambos, de repente estábamos... Spanglish, sí, Spanglish. Sí, Spanglish. Y de repente cambiamos y no nos damos cuenta que estamos hablando en español o en inglés. Entonces, te diría que mi inglés, porque cuando hablo inglés, evidentemente tengo un acento muy de Miami. Eh, porque yo, 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 yo crecí en Miami. And bro, I speak, I speak English. Where did you go to high school? Where did you go to high I school? I went here in Coconut Grove. I went to high school to Ransom Everglades. But you Look know, at like, you, buddy. That's, that's big time, bro. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, but it's funny because... because I was like one of the very few kids that spoke English with an accent. And I grew up in Miami, you know, like I grew up with this very, oh, my whole life I've had this accent when I speak English. And it's like, I was like the Latino at my high school. Everyone's kind of like more Americanized, right? I'm, I was like the loudest one. I was the, the most passionate one. I was the one that was kind of crazy, like, like my personality is, but I was born here in Miami. I'm 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 American, you know. I'm not Argentine. My mom's Honduran. I'm not Honduran. I've got Honduran and Argentine blood, but I most feel identified with Miami. So 
cuando me preguntás de los, de los dos idiomas, domino el español tanto como domino el inglés. Cuando hago, cuando hago transmisiones, when I'm, like when I'm on TV, there's sometimes that I forget it when I'm doing an English language broadcast, there's sometimes that I forget a word that it comes in my mind first in Spanish. And there's times that I do stuff in Spanish that the, that the word in my mind comes to me first in English. So I'm kind of like in that happy medium floating right. between the two things. Um, and I guess that's the trouble that a lot of bilingual people have. Um, but I'm, I'm, I push myself, I strive for perfection in, in a lot of things I do. Um, and I, you know, I like to read a lot in Spanish. I like to read a lot in English. I speak sp Portuguese and French as well. And I read mostly sports I knew and soccer it. stuff. No, you're a genius, you're a genius, bro. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Thank you. When Thank I was going to sit down with this guy that you're way above my category, bro. So I had to, the only <laughs> thing I can match you is in passion. But other than that, you beat me in everything else, bro. <laughs> Thank Dude. you. Thank you. Pregunta. This is a question I have. So I come from the baseball world. I'm the biggest failure in the history of Miami baseball by far. Okay. <laughs> uh, my dad prepared me for everything in life except to deal with him. So I train kids now. I took everything my dad did minus the physical abuse, minus the negative stuff. And I implement it now when working with kids and parents, right? You're in an interesting situation because your dad's a legend. Yeah. And, and you know that, right? How usually kids that their fathers are legends don't have a good relationship with them, especially if they go into the same field that their parents play. Right? What did Pops do special, Nico, that it seems, unless you have a hidden thing I don't know about, it seems you guys have a real good relationship, right? What did he do special, bro, that other fathers are missing that you're still cool with him? Yeah. Look, I think it has a lot to do with the relationship that my parents have. Um, my mom and my dad, they've always espoused honesty. They've always uh, projected respect um, and, and truth between the four of us, between my parents, my sister and me. Um, and a lot of the times, uh, the head of the household was my mom, um, because my dad was away traveling and we knew the sacrifices that we had to make, that he had to make for him to be where he is. It's, it's not just, you know, it didn't randomly happen that my dad has found the success in his career, uh, just, just because my dad, you know, we, we suffered a lot as a family. There were times that he couldn't go to to our, our our birthday parties, our graduations. I remember when the first time I ever saw my dad cry was when he couldn't go to my sister's graduation from like from when she was like leaving mid uh, elementary school to go to middle school. We must have been super young, and that had an impact on me, you know. Um, and and I think at the end of the day, we respected what my dad did. Um, and I think that built a very healthy relationship and a dynamic between the four of us, and. And, you know, we kind of let my dad do his thing, um, even if he was MIA a lot of the time. And we and my mom made us understand it. And and I think we all, we all did understand that and we respected it. And and, you know, my mom was kind of like the captain of the team um, where my dad, let's just let's say if it's sports terms. My dad was a star, but my mom was the captain and we were the role players. 
um, coming off the bench, uh, me and my sister. And and now it's easy, it's much easier said in hindsight because especially now I'm in the business. And I think, you know, we we, we always respected each other. Um, he respected me. He never forced me to do anything. And, and when I was getting in the business, you know, my dad was tough with me. There was a lot of constructive criticism and coming from my dad, it's that his criticism was a tough, the toughest to swallow. What was a critic? What was one thing that he criticized you that you remember? No, there's, there's just things in the way that, you know, in, in, in your demeanor on air, the things you say, nothing, nothing, nothing bad. Um, as I had, I never like royally messed up. But there were sometimes just, especially in, in, in the Spanish language world, you know, where there's in the United States, especially, there's so many people that listen to you um, from so many different countries. And you have to be very respectful. I remember, for example, one time where I was talking about like uh, the World Cup qualifiers and I had said, you know, it's not the same when Mexico or the United States plays against Países Chicos. And and I didn't mean small countries in in respect to their greatness, right? Because yeah. all Latin American countries have this greatness. I just meant in, in respect to their caliber as, as football oh, nations. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of right. Course. And the moment I said, Países Chicos, my dad turned to me and he made these big, big eyes. And I went, <laughs> oh, I messed up. And, and 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 I realized in that moment, I realized in that moment that I had messed up. And I and I I did I didn't realize what I was saying until my dad looked at me. And then I kind of I kind of fixed it on on air. I remember those were like one of the specifically one of the things that I remember. And you know, and and it happened a lot in those six months right after college that I was working with my dad that I knew that we were gonna have a conversation at the dinner table about something that I had sent on air or something that I could say it better something that right. you know maybe criticize but criticize with respect a, a, a football team or a football player um so it's all those those little building blocks that my dad helped me with and and at the end of the day like even now the other day like today he told me hey can i give you a broadcast tip and every time he tells me i was like of course tell me he's like you need to be more concise like i'm so i'm so not good at these interviews where like people interview me i just ramble on where i know that as a journalist i'm looking for the soundbite and no me, you're good a, bro I, I i never give the soundbite you know like those things it, it's just I, I get so excited because i'm i'm proud of what my especially now that all these interviews are about me my dad i get so proud about you know this journey that we've been on and there's so much that I want to say, for example, for example, like, and, and it's true. It's like a nice little, a little tidbit that I have to take with me. And, and, and I learn and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 29, man. I have so much more room for growth and I want to strive to be even greater. And, and I'm blazing my own path apart from the path that my dad has. Um, and, and I just, you know, I want to be better every day. And there's still, there's still more things that I can learn on the way. Bro, you're going to, you're going to be, unless you retire, you're going to be the greatest of all time, man. Like the way you're set, I'm telling you, I, 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 my gifts is I spot talent and I, and I know it when I see it. Right. And the good thing about what you do is it's almost like the more you break, the more you break the old rules, the better it is for us now, because like an example, baseball doesn't have a guy like you baseball, major league baseball markets and comments and does commentary like if we're in the 1950s and it's mm. markets to seven-year-old kids so that's why nobody watches baseball anymore it's so boring and the players make so much money and they don't want to say anything because they're going to get in trouble and it's like this whole thing so baseball's on the decline 
but you happen to work and know extremely a lot of stuff, the number one sport on this planet, bro. And there's nobody like you that has your pedigree. So like we say, the more gangster you go, the more people are like, oh my God, this is amazing. That's why that video, because if you'd have played that like anybody else, it'd be like, whatever. But bro, man, that to, that to me is like, this dude's going to be the best. Like, and do you feel that at all? Or are you just like, oh hey, man, I'm just continuing. Like, the truth. Obviously, obviously, obviously I want, I, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm ambitious. I'm going to, I'm a very ambitious person. And, you know, I'd be lying to you if I said I, I didn't want to be the best, but I can't, I can't get ahead of myself. I, I got to be in the moment. Uh, I got to, I got to live with, with the resources I have and snatch up opportunities that I get. Um, and if it happens, Hey, it happens. And if it doesn't happen, if, if at the end of the day, I gave a hundred percent effort for what I wanted to achieve and, and wherever I am, I'll be happy with it. If, if, if Siempre y cuando. I gave it my my hundred um, percent, and and in this industry, especially in the soccer industry, soccer broadcast industry, where I'm, you know, I'm so passionate, I'm obsessed with it, um, and and at the end of the day, my goal is to make people feel my passion, and and to feel the passion that that other people around are feeling, because for example, the Morocco thing, I I wanted to transmit to the Spanish speaking world how much it meant to Moroccans and I was feeding off their energy and 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 from that that's as a as a broadcaster that's one of my goals to transmit and to amazing. translate amazing no I'm telling you you you're it dude you're the future you're the present and you're a baby right you're not if you're like 50 years old <laughs> like wow but you're so young dude it's it's crazy man when you, you do that do you like Bro, I gotta hire an agent. I gotta like get because, bro, like you're the guy. Like I'm telling you, you're if Univision or Telemundo, whoever, no te llama mañana and go, oye, socio, mira, here's a new contract, Fox Sports, whatever. You are set. It's just crazy. So, what? Obviously, I saw the World Cup stuff. What is your like regular thing? Do you work for a network? Do you what's what's your deal? Yeah. So, um, I primarily work for CBS Sports. I host a show called the Golasso Show um, during Champions League and Europa League, which is a second tier tournament. It's it's one step below the Champions League. It's it's international European football, so it's midweek football. Um, I host a show. It's essentially like Red Zone, um, but for Champions League, where there are at any given moment for Champions League, there's six games going on simultaneously and for Europa League, which is on Thursdays. So starting now in February, when the round of, when the playoff round starts, it's already like direct single elimination games at this point. Um, there are like eight games happening simultaneously. So I hope my, my primary function for CBS sports uh, on their European football coverage um is is that I, I I host this show called the Golasso Show, and, and that's an everyday show. That's no so so international European football um happens midweek every couple of weeks. It's not on every week, but let's just say they're from fe from fe February from mid February to the final, which is May at the end of May. Um, it's 
essentially eight match days, eight or 12 match days. I'm not sure. I haven't cut. So it's essentially right now I'll have 12 shows between February and May. Nico, in your free time. So, okay. So what are, do you have a show yourself? Do you have your own podcast? Do you do, what, what are you doing in between that? Yeah. So in between, I'm either working on, on the daily show with my dad. Um, and, and also I've got a podcast for covering us soccer in, in Spanish. Um, but there, there are things in the works that I can't say what it is, bro. It, it but, better be uh, number one. If, if it's not, if it's not <laughs> number one, dude, it's, it is, it is crazy, man. couple more things, bro. Best, and I know this might be hard or not. Who's better, uh, Messi or Maradona? I can't give you an answer that's, uh, I can't give you an answer that's honest because I never saw Maradona play. For me, Messi is the greatest of all time. For me, I never saw Maradona play. So take my opinion with a grain of salt. You got to ask, to, to truly answer that question, you got to ask, uh an older generation like older for example, generation. my dad but but from from my professional point of view uh i i mean i could write a whole thesis about this because there is a dichotomy maradona what he did in 1986 hit the the path that he took towards greatness there was a a, a massive representation in that because maradona was very symbolically Argentine, the things that he did, the way that he carried himself, he flew the flag of Argentina on his back wherever he'd go. He was the passport for many Argentinians. You would go to any corner of the planet in the early 90s and the late 80s. And much after that, before Messi came around, you would go to anywhere in the world, uh, Sri Lanka, the Middle East, anywhere in Europe as an Argentine, and they would ask you, where are you from? And you would say, Argentina. And this is from people that have told me, multiple people can confirm this. Um, and you, where are you from? And they would say, Argentina. And the first thing that they would say would be Maradona. So uh, the, 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 the World Cup of 86, where he beats England in the quarterfinal, with the goal of the century, which is called, that's what it's called, the goal where he runs from half field and takes five English guys on the dribble and scores. And and right before that, he had scored the hand of God against a country that had invaded or there was a war. Let's to not pick sides. There was a war, buddy. Come on. There, there was a war for Las Islas Malvinas, for the Argentines or the Falkland Islands, for the English uh -huh. people. That, that a lot of a lot of a lot of soldiers died. Argentine soldiers died, so it was kind of like this revenge. And in the soccer sense, Maradona by winning that game against England, he created this this national myth. It's called in Argentina, it's El Mito de Maradona. It's a national myth. And when, after he won the World Cup, it became it became more than the player. There was Maradona, the person, and there was there was Maradona, the representation, the symbolism of Maradona. And I don't think Messi has that. Messi is purely football. And I think from a purely football point of view, with the amount of titles he's won, with the things he's done, and now with the World Cup, for me... He's there. It, yeah. Uh, on, for me, undisputed goal. Okay, question. When the guy started getting tatted and he started to grow the beard and actually look cool, 
were you like happy, like, oh, all right, ahora sí estamos en algo? Or were you like, no, no, bro, don't get corrupted? What were, you, what were the people thinking? I, I didn't even realize, you know, he started, uh, Messi started getting tatted a long time ago, especially when he started having children. One of his legs, one of his, I believe it's his left leg, it's black. It's covered in, it's like covered in ink. It's not even a sleeve. His like leg a sock, is, like a black sock. I think he covered up some he, tattoos or who knows. He, he, yeah, but it's all black. It's like, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, nowadays every athlete is is tatted up. And for me at this point, I don't even think about it. It's not like, it's not like he was one of those pioneers in early 2000s NBA where like, you know, like AI right, that, right, started, right, right. that started tatting himself up and he was like, oh shit. Like this yeah, guy's yeah, yeah. Like, like him and Rodman. Like he's, him he's, and Rodman. Um, Right. They were kind of like the anti-establishment, the people yeah. that would that broke those barriers. But now nowadays, yeah, it just he became he became more mature, I think, Messi would I think more than anything, it's the beard. You know, he's he, he left that stage of being that kid to being a man you know, <laughs> a, a, a wise man. A wise man. Oh yeah, man. Um two two more questions. Have you thought of have you thought of reenacting? Like, let's say that Messi, I mean, that Maradona moment. Have you ever thought you analyzed, like, you doing the commentary yourself and putting that out there? I would like to I see that. I haven't really. Oh, I would, would like be to awesome. see that, bro. I think that'd be super dope, man. Yeah, I think I think that would be cool. Um, There's there's an incredible play-by-play of that, of that goal by Victor Hugo Morales that has become a legendary play-by-play -play, um, for Argentine history. Um, if I were to do that, I would have to do the whole game because first off, not knowing what's going on, I don't think I can do like a genuine call. Obviously, it would have to be something fabricated to, to live up to the standard. Obviously, no, because what, what, I'm, what I'm thinking is your greatness, right? It's going to happen, right? But... It's the clips because we're in social media now, right? And right. how I get a hold of you is through Instagram, through TikTok or whatever, right? Obviously, I don't know if you posted it or somebody else posted, right? But I start thinking, man, how can this guy be like the, bro, you're on path to be like the Howard Cosell, like the guy who used to cover Muhammad Ali? Yeah. That guy, you know? And if... And I get your, what makes you great is your love for the art, right? And here's just me yeah. now, un, un guajiro, doesn't know anything. It's like, hey, bro, let's <laughs> chop it up. <laughs> 30 seconds canta, bro, they canta, you know? But, bro, if you do that, man, it's like you can narrate anything, bro. You could narrate two turtles racing. And yeah. You can, I, I would, bro, if I were you, man, I would start race cars fights <laughs> it's like i would if i if i was a comedian right i speak a lot right the next time i do like a big arena or something like that i will pay you to come you can be i promise you could be the next bruce buffer bro the guy who goes let's get ready to rumble to form my home bro because you have it dude and and the, and you oh my god that's what i would do if i was if i listen thank you if i was your boy and I was your manager. I go, Socio, this is soccer season. Great. What else can we do? Okay, we're going to attack, dude. 
Oh man, because you're so you're so fucking talented, bro. It, it, it's Thank crazy. You. Thank you. I appreciate. Last that. two things. What's your favorite type of music? Wow, great question. Um, funny enough, my long story short with music, I I didn't develop my 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 personal my own autonomous taste for music until college with Spotify. Actually, hashtag not an ad, but it helped me. <laughs> It helped me understand um, and and d discover and explore my taste for music because growing up, obviously I had kind of like a baseline of understanding, but my dad was so much soccer that uh, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of Argentine history with music and in, 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 in Latin America with rock, for example. And I didn't discover it until I went to college. Like my roommates were like, hey, you like Sola Stereo? Hey, uh, you like Sui Generis? You like Charlie Garcia? And I, had, I had no idea what they were talking about. Right. I was like, I, I knew, I knew the Beatles. I knew a little bit of Rolling Stones. Like nowadays, like I wish I was more educated in the music world. Like I know a couple of Rolling Stones songs, but like Fleetwood Mac, for example, Fleetwood Mac is, is, is freaking, is, yeah, is legendary. Pero, pero, pero we don't know that because we were raised in Miami, bro. Like, claro, you know, I know, I, I know three Fleetwood Macs, but no, but for example, my girlfriend, my girlfriend who's born and raised in Colombia, she knows her breadth of music knowledge yeah. from all the Latin artists to all the American artists. She is, she's so gifted in, in, in music knowledge. And me on the other hand, like I like in English, I like like alt rock, for example, like alt J the gorillas. I was a big gorillas fan growing up. Um, all that type, all that type of, of, of music vampire weekend. Um, and in Spanish, I like a little bit of everything, a little bit of, of cumbia is my go-to now just like what recently... Who, who's your favorite person who's your favorite cumbia oh, person? but you know you, and and to be honest you know what the thing with spotify is that you get everything and you don't you really have like a famous and and i wish like for example i love los palmeras that they're they're from argentina but i love a lot of other stuff i love this cuarteto singer called rodrigo rodrigo who passed away in the early 2000s but i love his music for example and i love los angeles azules they're from mexico um and they have great cumbia but uh, you know so it's it's a mix of everything but i wish i was a little bit more i was a little bit more educated musically i have a really good friend of mine who's who's a musician his name is salomon beda he plays a uh, Latin reggae music. He's he's from Miami, but Colombian roots. And through him, um, I, I've learned a lot. You know, he knows nothing about soccer, and he's learned about soccer through me. And he's and and vice versa with the music. And, and I've been slowly educated. But uh, that that's my long story short with music. No, it's perfect. So, in your car, who? What do you listen to? Like, what do you? If you're gonna pump NPR. yourself up, NPR. What is that? <laughs> no, no, yeah. but, but music wise, what would you like to pump yourself up before a game? What do you listen to? Cumbia. I listen to Cumbia. I've got and my songs in the moment and that move cumbia, me there. Well, well, give me a Cumbia song. So the song that I listen to is uh, Otra Noche by Los Angeles Azules and Nicky Nicole. Los Angeles Azules are a um, Mexican Cumbia band, okay. and they, w they recently went to Argentina where they collabed with all Argentine singers and they've put out all of these songs where it's an Argentine voice, but the band is Mexican and the music is... This one? Oh. This is crazy. I've never heard this in my life, man. 
what do you tell people how how would you how do you manage to stay positive when you've got a rocky when you're on where you're amidst the rocky road because often you'll in this industry you'll find yourself in a rocky road uncertainty risks that you got to take that you don't know will pay off how do you how do you how do you strive to maintain positivity during those moments okay so i don't know if you know anything about baseball but in baseball if out of 10 at bats you fail seven of them and almost now with today's baseball six and a half sometimes five and a half bro you're a multimillionaire. so and you're an all-star so imagine it about of i don't know how many goals if out of 10 free kicks you miss seven of them you're in trouble right so Baseball is part of failure, right? Entrepreneurship, being what you're doing is part of failure. And what I tell people is the only thing that matters in life, the only two things you can control is your effort and your attitude. No matter what, right? I don't have a great set of hair like you do. I lost my hair. Now I have a choice. Am I going to be an angry bald guy? Or am I going to celebrate? Everybody has great hair. Bro, that's an awesome set of hair, man. Congratulations, right? So my advice to anybody that's dealing with stuff, other thing that hurts us a lot is people promise us stuff. Coño, Nico, vas a ser la voz de lo de real ahora. Vamos, a lot of promises, but no paper signed, nothing, right? And that hurts us, expectations. So focus everything on effort and attitude. Take away expectations. Every time there's something wrong, accountability but positive accountability in the sense of an example i didn't mean to belittle the little country i just meant in a soccer way and the more you love yourself not in a conceited way but in a way of like look man i'm alive and i'm trying i'm alive and i'm trying you could have been a hater you could have been like oh my dad's this and i'm gonna be somebody else you're not you also got lucky enough to understand that there's work behind this. Not too many people do that. I work with a lot of ransom kids. I work with a lot of celebrity kids. Majority of them that don't do good is because they don't know how to deal with adversity. Because the parents and society takes it away because their parents are famous or they got a lot of money. So mm. that's my advice, man, to understand that, oh, man, you're the voice of the World Cup. You stole the show. Your chick could care less. Papa, if you're going to pick me up at 9 o'clock, you better be here at 9 o'clock, right? So it's communication. It's this. And the final thing, bro, is you're about to enter, if you haven't already, a very lonely world because not everybody is walking around with greatness like you are. So you have to understand that you have to be very patient with everybody around you and let them catch up to you. Because if not, bro, you're up here and, you're, and you're, we're all missing you because you're on a whole different wavelength, bro. So if you can kind of capture that, that you have this tremendous gift with work ethic and this thing, bro, and five years from now, like it's going to be out of control. It's going to be out of control, bro. Hmm. So it's that, dude. Wait it. Bro, thank you again, man. Uh, where can people find you and your shows? Yeah, uh, find me on all my socials. Every single one is 
at Nico Cantor One, N I C O C A N T O R One. I'm on uh, my goal, the Golazo show, not my Golazo show. There's an entire team that makes me look good as the host of the show because you're the show, bro. You're the show. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, the, the Golazo <laughs> show, you can find it on, on CBS Sports Network and Paramount Plus, the days of, of Champions League. Now, starting this semester, it's only going to be Europa League because uh, um, there's more games for Europa League. So you can find me on, on Paramount Plus um, and, and CBS Sports Network and, and on my socials where I'm posting a lot of stuff. I have kind of like... He's going to get better, and... guys. This guy's going to go out of control. He's going to get a lot better. <laughs> He's going to better. Oye, I'm, I'm going to say Hector. bye, everybody. Thank Don't you. leave. Don't leave. I'm going to say bye to you the right way. Bye. Bye. Hold on. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.